Episode 21 of the Koi's Are Us podcast. I'm Joel in D.C. We've got Kim with us in New York, as well as Ben in Chicago. We've got a lot to discuss. Um, I mean, there's a lot to say about last night. Um, the, the irony, of course, is that the last time we recorded, I was telling everybody to chill out. Don't freak out. Everything's good. Um, and since we've recorded, we haven't won a game. <laughs> it's been two consecutive Premier League losses and a heartbreaking draw um, at home against Sporting Lisbon last night. So, Ben, just straight away, what happened yesterday? Uh, got Marcus Edwards <clears throat> came back. We did get Marcus us. Edwards. Um, he I should have probably he, scored in the first leg. Hugo probably should have saved that one too. Um, Hugo, well, definitely. we'll get to we'll get to him in a second too because yeah, he's, he's hasn't been, been having a stinker lately. Yeah, so I mean, again, gameplay uh, changes things because uh, we look good in the second half, but that's because we were chasing a goal the whole game. <laughs> so um, it's hard to you know give him too much credit. Uh, obviously, the we will talk more about the the decision at the end, but that would have been a pretty nice win to to uh, get us back into the the um, knockout stages. Uh, well, let, yes, let's, I, let's think about this, you know, let's take a step back. Cause you know, you talk about what would have happened if we, if we won the game, obviously uh, last minute dying moments of the match game winner, it seemed um, yeah. a win would have advanced us to the knockout stages. Um, and I think also coming off of the last two losses against United and Newcastle, a win would have also kind of lifted the sails of the mm -hmm. team a little bit. And I, and I wonder just like what the state of Spurs is right now. I know what the state of our fans is <laughs> because right. um, our fans are, are, are apoplectic at the moment. But I do wonder like, you know, Kim, as you look at the team and, and think about where we where how we're trending. Um, like what do you where do you think this team is right now like how good are we how are we playing where are you seeing um over the past couple of weeks so when it's all said and done we're not a bad team like i it's hard to say but like this is not a bad team this is a team with players who are not terrible players. They all play like most of them play for the national team. Like this is, is not a team that you look at and say they should be struggling in games like this. To me, part of it is intensity. I feel like we lack intensity in games. And some of that is the way we play. I think um, letting teams come on to us. Um, whenever I think this team looks good is because they're intense. They are going into tackles, trying to win the ball. But I would say a lot of the first half yesterday, I was just like, you guys don't even look like you want to be here. And whenever I say that, we lose or we don't play well. Like if if the team comes out on the pitch and they don't look like they want to be there, they're not going after balls. They're not trying to get into the other team's faces. Then I'm like, all right, why are we even here? And so I felt like a bunch of that first half, I kept saying to myself, why are they even on the pitch? Why, why are they even on the pitch? And I don't want to point this person out in particular, but Perisic for right now, I just, 
don't want to see him. Um, he's there to put balls into the box. And every time he gets the ball on the left side now, he wants to switch it on his right foot and put it in. And I'm like, bro, just put the ball in. Like people are in the box, put the ball in. I feel like a lot of what, what I'm seeing is a, is a team that uh, for some reason just doesn't like they want to be there. And that's what's frustrating to me is because I look at them and I'm like, you guys are you guys are better than this. You showed last year with with not players who weren't as good that you're better than this. So So what's the problem? Yeah, we just, we look so toothless in attack. <clears throat> it's just completely devoid of any idea of how to break other teams down and just not at all resistant to the press. So if we're playing a two-man midfield, we're getting crowded out of the midfield and we still have no creativity going forward. When we're playing that three-man midfield, uh, I mean, everybody thought that would change things, but again, it, it just doesn't seem to have done that much. Like Man United pressed the hell out of us. We just couldn't beat the press at all. Newcastle kind of did the same thing. Again, we looked much better in that game. Um, just that was where you made some stupid defensive errors. It's a combination of just looking completely toothless on, on attack and then some some poor goalkeeping and, and boneheaded defending that, that basically, like you said, I, we should have gotten more from the last two games, I think. The United game, I think we pretty much deserved what we got. But uh, the last two games. The United game, more. we deserve to lose 5-0. Yeah, honest. exactly. We, yeah, we deserve more than what we got, even though their, their goals had some hints of fortune as well there. I mean, again, we're fairly stout defensively, though, but we don't want to always be on defense. And that's the way it's been for such huge swaths of, of a lot of our defeats this year. And then the ones, like I said, game state has a lot to do, I think, with uh, especially the last game, but maybe the Newcastle game a little bit, too. I mean, we were much better at managing possession. Um, but we still just didn't really do anything with it. And the thing that's odd to me is we've always been, we know we've always been relying on Harry Kane and then we became relying on Sun, and now we're relying on Kulisevsky and somehow we're reliant on them all being there at the same time. And I get it. Like you're going to be a better team with your best players all available, but it seems like we're reliant on all three of them being available to have any attack at all. Otherwise we're just grasping and, and there'll be little breaks here and there, but there's nothing consistent without those three players to kind of counterbalance it. I mean, who knows what, I guess what would happen with say just Kulisevsky and Kane with sun out then also not having Richarlison seen Lucas back in. I mean, it's just, it's a shambles on the attack. I, I don't see how we've gotten so reliant on yeah. so quickly, but I'm done with Lucas. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Man United game was arguably our worst performance this year. I mean, it's 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 interesting hearing and people best. talk. That's a well, hard right? To say yeah, which yeah. One that's which, but they, that's they what I was going to say. Like, and we were terrible. We've I've I've heard a lot of pundits talk about how that was United's best performance, and I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that we were so poor <laughs> that they they looked like all stars. Um, when you saw Potter counteract it or, you know, counter the exact same attack or sorry, defense that United had a week later, just make it a change. I'm not even sure what it is, to be honest. I just read about it, but he turned the game around much more so, whereas it doesn't seem, Conte just seems very stubborn. He just doesn't seem like he's, I mean, he's late to make subs. He's resistant to make changes into the personnel. He's resistant to making uh, tactical changes. It just, he seems to, just keep his head down almost when, when things aren't going right. And just, well, this is what we, yeah, this is what we keep hearing about Conte is that he's, he's a coach of automations um, and he drills uh, patterns into his players 
Uh, if the players can't pick up the patterns, he doesn't want them. He won't play them. And he will ask for players that can figure it out. The problem with that is, um, number one, you end up wasting a lot of talent because you might have guys that are good at other things and then they become useless because they're not good at your thing. The other problem with that is if the other coach figures you out, you don't have a plan B. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of that over the course of not just the past three matches, but even over the course of the entire season, um, even when we were picking up points and winning games, we were still coming on the podcast and talking about the fact that the team didn't really look that great. Um, and we seemed to be squeaking out wins, which was like, well, you know, we're winning. So I guess we can't complain too much. Um, now that we're not winning, it leaves more space for complaints. Well, yeah, we, we thought that our play would get better as we went along. But if anything, it's either stagnant or it's gotten slightly worse, especially again with Decky out. It yeah. Is, I think everybody expected things to gel, whereas I, I feel like we've been on a slow downward trajectory play-wise almost at the beginning of the season. Like it has, it, it just hasn't gotten any better at the very least. And it's, I, it's I will say, you know, for the Newcastle game, I did feel like our game plan wasn't bad. I thought a lot of the actual game play was actually pretty positive. The issue was uh, the players on the pitch weren't, carrying out the, 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 the mission correctly. There was a lot of, you know, bad touches, bad first balls, misplaced passes, the same stuff that we've been complaining about. And it's like, if there's a plan in place and you guys are supposed to be professional about it and you're not able to do the basic things that are required at this level, you're going to lose to good teams. Um, and I don't think we, like, against United, we were garbage. Against Newcastle, I didn't feel like the gameplay was garbage. I felt like it was just that final ball is missing, that that one pass is not there, that that you know that mental lapse that keeps happening. Um, and I, a lot of that, I don't know how much I want to put on Conte because it does feel like players are not living up to their end of the bargain. Um, and then even like it's last night against um, Sporting, like. They look completely useless in the first half. Okay, now we're down a goal, and we know we need to win this game. And it's like a completely different team. It's a completely different team. I haven't seen us attack another team's goal that way maybe all season. It felt like we were creating chances whenever we wanted. And so it's like, what? why don't you just do that? Why can't you do that so for 90 minutes? I get not wanting to put it on Conte 100% because obviously the players shoulder some of that responsibility. But if they're not all up and motivated to start right from the beginning of the game, I don't see who you can put it on as a single person other than Conte. I, I mean, I agree again, the players should share some of that, but it's the, it's the, it's the coach's like job number one is get your players motivated to play. If that's actually the issue, like do we think it's fatigue, mental fatigue? Uh, <laughs> like what is causing our players to not be sharp at the beginning of matches? to not kick it into gear until we are behind the eight ball. And again, some of these stupid defensive errors lately as well. Kim, what do you think? Cause I'm out of answers. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel, I feel like we're all out of answers where it's, it's insanely frustrating because you, you really can't pinpoint one thing to say, this is the thing that's wrong with the team. It could be like, the players Conte's message isn't coming across, but also you hear like Conte gets on the post-match and is like, you know, they weren't intense enough. And it's like, all right, bro. Like we, we could all see that. What are you going to do about it? 
And to me, it's like, okay, the, the only thing I can think of is let's see how they play against Bournemouth. Like, let's see what happens. And, you know, we don't have, I mean, how many more matches do we have until the World Cup? We got a couple weeks. I Conte, you can just, and he said it a bunch of times. We just need to get to the World Cup. We just need to get to, you know, we just need to get here. We need to get there. But I feel like they're not. One, I also feel like some of these guys are tired. Like Kane has literally played basically every single minute this season. And in the last few games, I've looked at him and said, like, you know, he doesn't really look up to it in the same way as he did a few weeks ago. Um, Sonny has also played a lot, especially now that there's nobody there to rotate with him. Um, I, I will say seeing Brian Hill come in at minute 70 as opposed to minute 87 was was actually interesting. So he was great I'm last wondering, night. I mean, he was really, really good. So I'm wondering if now that we've, you know, lost two games in a row, drew two games in a row in the league, drew a game in, in the Champions League, maybe Conte will start to be a little less stubborn to actually play that guy just to see what's going to happen. Because, I mean, we're losing no matter what, so we might as well throw some darts at the wall and see what sticks. Um, yeah. yeah. In, in my head, like, that's what we need to do. We need to throw some darts at the wall, see what sticks, and try to find a way out of this rut by trying to use different guys. Because Some, some Jed Spence-shaped darts? I mean, hey, you keep throwing the same guys <laughs> in, and they keep showing that they're not up for it. You play some other guys. And it's... Uh, I'll say this in the same way I felt about the Knicks last year, um, New York Knicks basketball wise. Tibbs was throwing the same fucking darts out there consistently and they kept losing. And when he finally couldn't throw them out there anymore, and it's kind of what Conte did. It's like he had to pay, play Brian Hill because there was nobody left on the bench and he needed someone to attack. So he had to put him in there. And, and it's like, why do we have to get to the point where you feel like you have to do this? I will. I will say. I want to. You know, we 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 got to give Jesse his his fair his fair due. <laughs> I, know, I know he's not here today, but he was uh he was willing to to die on that Brian Hill uh last episode, nice. and and we all mocked him, including myself. <laughs> I said he's not up for it. Um, we also did though say Kim that that he was probably better suited for Champions League football than Premier League. So, um, yeah. you know, we we weren't completely. <laughs> but I, I will I, I have to give Jesse his props because I, I do feel like Hill was a major game changer yesterday. I mean, if, if we talk about someone who was a star versus someone who was a who was a flop, I think the flop was Lucas. I just was so frustrated with him yesterday. And it's, it's the same frustrations that we've seen from Lucas for the past five years of him just like taking one touch too many dribbling directly into a defender, almost as if he doesn't even see them there. And it's really frustrating, I think, now to see a player who's been on the team for this long continue to make the exact same errors. Um, and coach after coach continues to give him the chance to do it. And I, it's like, I, I think I've reached my limit. I've, I've had a lot of arguments with Spurs fans over the years about Lucas and and, and, and whether or not he deserves a chance. And, and I've been a Lucas defender for many, many years. And I think I've reached the end of my rope with him. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't see what positivity he brings other than being able to press, but then he's not winning the ball when he does press. And then when he gets the ball, he's losing it immediately. It's just, and he can't pass. 
So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. I just needed to, I needed to vent a little bit. <laughs> um, looking ahead, because uh, you mentioned getting to the World Cup, we have five more matches until the World Cup. That includes three Premier League matches away to Burnmouth, home versus Liverpool, home versus Leeds, as well as our final group stage match in the Champions League away to Marseille next Tuesday and a third round Carabao Cup match away to Nottingham Forest. So five big matches, including that big Liverpool matchup. Uh, Marseille is now a must win or at least must draw game. Um, before we get into the upcoming schedule, I obviously think we, we need to take a moment to talk about what happened last night because for me, I should also just explain exactly what happened to me yesterday because I was just telling the crew before we started recording, I was away at a work retreat. I couldn't watch the game live. I avoided my phone all day. I was like, I don't want to look at the score. I'm going to wait till I have some time in my hotel room. I'm going to watch the game. And so I'm watching it, you know, last night. This is probably four hours after it had already finished. And you know, the same frustrations. I actually stopped at halftime from watching the replay. I was like, I, I got to go take a shower because I need to like reset my mind here. Uh, <laughs> I came back out from the shower, watched the second half and just seeing the way that we were able to press. I'm like, OK, I feel like a goal is coming. The goal finally comes. Benton Kurt header. And, I, and that was the goal that I was worried that they might call back for a goalie interference. I was more worried about that goal than the second one. But then when they counted it, I was like, all right, good. We've got 10 more minutes. We can push here. And at this point, it's probably 1130 at night, close to midnight. When that Harry Kane goal goes in, I scream so loud. I'm pretty sure my neighbor on the other side of the hotel room wall was like, hey, what the hell? I'm trying to sleep over here. Um, and even watching the feed, um, the commentator was even saying like, there's no way that this could be offside because the ball was played back. It hits the defender. Once it's played off a defender, it can't be offside. And then they keep looking. And they keep waiting. And the That's more they keep part. waiting, and the more they keep looking, then now you're starting to get worried because it's like, okay. This is when they look at long. Yeah, when they look at a decision that long, that usually means they're going to reverse the call on the field. Usually that's just, that's the longest one I can remember. If not ever, then at least for a long time that I, that's the longest I can remember them taking on a bar for a really long time, at least like maybe since the first year or two of VAR. And it almost felt like they were looking for a reason not to give the goal. Um, I still looking at the replay over and over last night, um, looking at images this morning, I still don't understand how it was offside. All right. So something I saw this morning, I was trying to find the article, but I'll just try and bring it from memory um, that they went through. It was on FOTMOB. They sort of went through um, sort of like how they came to that decision. And it was the ball. Yes, it went backwards, but it hit a defender. And apparently the defender has to deliberately do something to knock the ball. And it just hit him. Not it, it like that was the reason why it was. So because it hit the defender, from, but he didn't play the ball. But he didn't play the ball that, you know, it was still the same phase, I guess. So, like, 
that's that's what I read this morning and and to me that's still like it's a little shady um I I, st- I still am pretty upset about that um and it's it's <laughs> you know in the conspiracy theory corner um someone in my Queen Spurs group chat shared that the main VAR referee was the assistant referee in the Champions League final for VAR it just feels like something I mean I don't don't know if I'm just biased as a Spurs fan I don't know if I you know I have that what was me perspective that all Spurs fans seem to share but it's like if it's not the Sissoko handball it's lasagna gate or it's you know the battle at the bridge or it's, you know, Arsenal winning the league at, at White Hart. Like if there's always just seems to be some sort of tragedy that befalls us whenever things seem to be going well. Um, and it just yesterday I'm, I'm, I'm thinking also, and I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm thinking about all the premier league teams that are in the champions league and I'm like, I, I cannot see something like this happening to City or Chelsea or Liverpool. I just, I can't. I don't know if it's just my own naivete or my own um, bias towards the way that I feel things happen for us all the time, but it just felt very much like uh, the world hates Spurs and we're going to stick it to them. I don't know, man. It. I, I saw something that said that's the payback for Man City. <laughs> and I was like, well, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it I mean part of it, part of it is like, yeah, you feel like every as a Spurs fan, you can you often feel like media often the world is not, against you know, us. Even even when we're playing well, the media talks about us in a light that just doesn't even seem very positive. You hear um it's like you listen to commentators during in game when like things aren't even going bad and they're talking about the ways that it can go bad. And it's like, all right, guys, like, come on, like you, we don't have to do this. Like mm-hmm. it's not necessary, but you know, we're Spurs. So it's what we get. So I, that that's my outlook is it's, it's just, I just think there's been a negative connotation about what it means to be Spurs for such a long time. I'm not saying that this, this specific VAR incident goes into that, but across the board, I feel like we have a negative connotation on our club. And until we win something and that changes, I think we'll continue to to get that kind of thing going for us. So um, let's just got to hope that we win or draw in Marseille and that we, you know, we have a chance. We like, this is in our own hands and, you just got to hope the team looks at it like that and goes out there and plays with intensity. Like, and I feel like if we play with intensity, we're more apt to win than lose. I, I really feel that way. So here's the situation. Now with the draw, we gained one point, which is a very important point. So it, that, that Rodrigo Benton header is still enormous, even though we didn't win the game. Uh, we're still top of the group on eight points. Sporting and Frankfurt will have to play each other. They're both on seven points, which means if we draw uh, with Marseille, we'll be at nine. Whoever wins out of Sporting and Frankfurt will be on 10. If they draw, they'll both be on eight. So all we really need is nine points 
to go to the next stage. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous about that, of course, is, <laughs> you know, that this is the same team that that lost to a club while their manager was in jail. So um, <laughs> I, I don't ever feel confident playing away in Europe. I just don't. Um, Marseille is the bottom of the group, sure. Um, but they're not a bad team. This is, you know, the team with all the Arsenal rejects that we played at the beginning of the group stages. Um, but this game is going to be on the road. That crowd is going to be rowdy as all hell. And Marseille needs all three points to stay alive because if they win the game, they'll be on nine points and they'll advance. So they actually are going to really come after us, not only because they'll be at home, but because they can't afford to draw. Um, and yeah, I mean, Ben, what, what, what are your thoughts about, uh, Marseille away on Tuesday night? Yeah. I mean, like you, it's, it's hard to have very much faith in this team right now and especially on the road. Um, I still think that we should win, but we should have won last night. We should have beat Newcastle. We should have played better. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I can't say that I have any high level of confidence, um, but I think that, you know, we have the talent to, we have the ability to, if we don't, then we deserve not to be there. Basically, it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll be a lot of frustrated fans, a lot of frustrated players. I'm sure Conte will be pissed off. It'll go more towards uh, a lot of the, the, at least the narrative that Con, uh, Conte cannot, you know, can't do two games a week. And we've seen that firsthand that guy does not like to rotate. Um, I mean, the good news, especially like in the league, especially, well, I should say, especially because we're in a pretty good position right now in the uh, Champions League. <clears throat> but is that when we were playing poorly earlier and picking up points, it put us in a good position so that we could weather a storm like this without being in the middle or lower half of the table. So if we could just, you know, do what we've been, everybody's been waiting, which is to, to finally click into gear. Um, we'll be sitting pretty, you know, I mean, if we come back from the world cup and we are through to the uh, knockout stages, if we're still hanging around the top four, I think that that's a successful first half of the season. Um, we just need to hope that this little spell that we've had lately, where the results have come more close to matching the, the style of play. We just need to hope that doesn't continue for very long or else uh, we're going to not have champions league in the second half of the season. And it's going to be even more of an uphill battle than, you know, it likely already will be um, for the top four spots. I'll also say uh, myself, as well as a large group of, of, DC Spurs members will be going to London to watch the West Ham game in February. And the way that the schedule currently is set up is uh, that first round of the Champions League is supposed to be on either side of the West Ham match. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to actually catch a game while I'm out there. I don't know which side of the West Ham game is going to have the home match yet. So I'm actually haven't bought my ticket because I'm waiting to figure it out. But Again, like, I also don't know if we're actually going to be playing in the Champions League. Um, on the bright side, of course, if we finish third and get relegated to the Europa League, we'll be joining the likes of Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, and, and Juventus, <laughs> which is, you know, pretty good company to be in. So uh, it could be worse. But obviously, yes, uh, I want us to stay in this competition for as long as we can. I mean, I feel like it was such a big deal last year for us to – I mean, we were – 
in what eighth, seventh place with two months of the season to go. And for us to finish the season the way that we did to qualify for the Champions League, I feel like it would be such a waste of all of that energy that went into the way that we ended last year for us to just flop out of the tournament after six matches. Um, it's just like you guys did so much work to get here. You just got to draw a game on the road to stay there, like just get it done. And honestly, a draw is going to make me nervous because I'll be waiting for that last minute goal to go in. So like, I would love for us to just establish a two nil lead and like, you know, like I, I don't want it to be tied with 10 minutes to go because I will be nervy um, as all get out for the rest of the game. So, I mean, let's, let's hope that, you know, we can, we can do something away in France and, and that maybe I can actually catch a Champions League match when I go out there in February. This is the Khoisar Us podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Khoisar Us, C-O-Y-S-R-U-S podcast. We're also available on all of the streaming sites. Subscribe, like, share with your friends, do all the things that you're supposed to do uh, when you love a podcast. Looking ahead to the rest of the week, I guess we've got before the Marseille matchup on Tuesday, we've got Bournemouth on Saturday. Uh, Bournemouth is not a very good team. They're, they've recently just came up uh, from the championship, but they're currently sitting in 14th. I mean, they've they've turned it around a little bit. Um, they've gotten some, some decent results uh, as of late. Their last two games they lost but they did beat Leicester. They drew with Fulham. They drew with Brentford and they drew with Newcastle before that. Um, so they've been uh, inconsistent. I would say they started the season pretty poorly. Um, they seem to like kind of understand their footing a little bit better now. Um, and they're starting to find ways to score goals and gain points. This is going to be another away game, um, which of course doesn't, leave Spurs fans with a lot of confidence, but this is a team that we should be beating though. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to have any chance of getting top four, you have to, you have to win these kind of games and you have to do it consistently. Uh, so especially after our last couple of results, you definitely <clears throat> you need to take all three points in a game like this. Um, again, I'm not sure if I have a, a ton of confidence in that actually taking place, but um you have to write the ship and, and there's no better place to start than this. At least it's, if we don't have, you know, Liverpool coming up right now. Um, but you, it, and not yet, the, but in a couple of weeks, schedule we have coming Soon. up. Yeah, def, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Need to need to grab these points when they're um, easier to be had from, from a Bournemouth and a Liverpool, especially well, ben, when Liverpool looks like they're starting to kind of click. Yeah. Well, Ben, let me ask you this. How do you think they respond to last night's match? Cause I think, you know, Players can respond in a number of different ways to heartbreak like that. Like that. Uh, obviously, we didn't lose the game, which would have been catastrophic. Um, but we also didn't get the result that we wanted. The way that we didn't win the game was also pretty heartbreaking. What do you think is going to be the response? Because I think away at Burnmouth on Saturday is an opportunity to show some resolve. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's definitely what we need to do. And and I hope that that's what we do. I hope that that's what contact gets everybody angry about 
the uh, potential, you know, injustice <laughs> in terms of the way that 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 went at the end. Um, speaking of which, not to, to go back too far on that on the uh, the uh, Champions League game, but when that first, there were a couple missed chances by both teams uh, that I feel like did kind of trigger. Like the, I can't remember the guy's name. I think he was only like an eighteen year old or whatever that missed a, just a gaping wide open. Oh net my goodness! That came yeah. like one minute before our equalizer. Yeah, uh, they was, had they had a couple. They had a couple that they sh- they should have put us away with. And I mean, Dyer had a couple. Dyer that, that Dyer put them away with. Yeah, the Dyer header in particular. But, but which one? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that one. Couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, anyway, I, I don't want to go back too much on that. But yeah, it, Bournemouth is a perfect. Uh, it's probably a, a pretty good opponent to have come up right now. It would. It's too bad it's not a home game. Although we've seen the last couple, uh, the last home game at least didn't do much for us. But um, it's it's definitely the the. Uh, it's the kind of game that we can use to to hopefully kind of change gears here a little bit in the season uh, to um, to exert ourselves a little bit more to be on the front foot, be in possession, hopefully not get pressed off the ball, uh, but then also just to be have a little bit more guile in the attack, you know, just to have something there, a little either creativity or just individual play, or if everything just starts clicking and we can move them around and create that space that we need Sonny to run in behind or Kane to get a quick shot on the turn. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think and I'm that still worried about him too. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah, it just, I feel like he's starting to look like the Sonny of old a little bit, um, but we're still not seeing that finishing product that we were seeing a year ago or even two years ago or three years ago. Like, it feels like something's still a little bit off and I don't have the same confidence when the ball's at his feet that I, that I used to have. And it's a little, it's a little concerning. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, I get it. Yeah. So with Bournemouth, um, it seems if in general, when they go away from home, they really, really struggle. So, um, the one thing FOPMEP has is they they've gotten so much better with their stats. And so I just looked at their, you know, they have 30 points on the season and they've gotten eight of those points at home and five of those away. They've only allowed five goals at home and they have allowed 20 goals away. So I think it's going to be tough to score on them at home. Like they've had six matches, both sides, and you see such a big discrepancy in how they play away. And some of that is like that man, who did they play that scored nine on them? Someone scored nine on them. It might've been city earlier in the year. Liverpool. Um, oh, Liverpool. That's doing a lot of work, I guess, on the away side, but still um, even without that game, it would be like 10 or 11 versus five. So the thing that they have done is they've um, given up the most penalties. So if we can get into the box and we've been a team that can pick up penalties, we've seen it throughout the season. Kane has been in the position to score more than I think at this point, four or five of them. So if we can get into the box and cause problems, I think like we can end up probably getting a penalty here and there and then hopefully scoring another goal somewhere else. So I like, I'm, I'm obviously happy it's this team that we're going to play this weekend as opposed to someone else. And I do think we should get a result. It's just, like I say, the team has to show up and, you know, hopefully we see that. Yeah. I think Bournemouth is the perfect opportunity to get a confidence booster ahead of Marseille um, because that is not going to be an easy game. Um, And like I said, Marseille needs all three points. And so I, I, I do obviously want us to win. Um, I want us to pick up the three points. I want us to to stay in the top four race. Um, 
But even more, I, I want us to be able to use this opportunity to gain some confidence ahead of Tuesday because I think that's a bigger match. Um, and that's a game that I, I really, like if, you know, Saturday has the opportunity to give them the confidence that they need to do the job on Tuesday. And so that's kind of how I'm viewing Saturday's match is like, this is, this is your chance to kind of like to get your confidence back up after, after last night's heartbreak. So let's see, let's hope that it happens. Um, We will go again next week. Hopefully we'll have Jesse back with us and maybe we'll see another Brian Hill performance between now and then. I'm I'm (laughs) sure he'll be looking out for it. Come so on, we to, wait, we're not gonna do our oh, score predictions. Oh, we, oh, yeah, you're right. We didn't do predictions. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I did forget about predictions. I, I've been uh avoiding it. Um, <laughs> because you, you last, started it, you can't stop. Man. The you last few stop. matches were so disastrous. I will say two nil. Uh, I will say nil two, I guess, since we'll be on the road. So, uh Bournemouth, uh, their their primary striker, Solanke, picked up a little bit of a knock in their last game. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, Billing has been bagging a few goals for them too, but he's not uh, a huge fox in the box. I think we can keep them off the score scoreboard. Um, if we pick up an early goal from like a penalty, like you said, or, or just to find a gap in their defense, I think, they'll give up another. So I'm going to say we'll score twice and, and and hopefully we can keep the clean sheet. Uh, Yeah. So I was going to say the same thing. I'll go um, nil two. Um, very similar reasons. I think, um, you know, hopefully they come with their shooting boots. It would be great to score more than that. Um, but, you know, that's all I can see, <laughs> see for now until like you said, until this team can prove that they can consistently score more than two goals, I will not uh, predict more than two goals. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm at. I have a hard time seeing us keeping a clean sheet with the way our defense has played lately. And again, we, we didn't really talk about Hugo, but he has he's not been a great stop, shot stopper over the past. Uh, I mean, maybe even this, this whole season. It's hard. I have to look into to the numbers a little bit, but. Well, that's the seems- irony of it. He was he was such a he stopped so many shots against United. So that's the thing. My thing is it's we've we've had so many shots. So he has stopped a lot of shots. We just give up a lot of shots. And a lot of them aren't very great shots either. So, I mean, that's he's, that's he's true. stopping a lot of shots from distance that he doesn't have to reach that much for. Um, and then he's just had a, so a lot of some some kind of calamitous airs, too. Uh, I mean, the uh, that that goal that that. Um, what was it the Newcastle the first goal? The there, Callum Wilson goal. Out. Yeah, yeah. That was rushing out of the box there. Some why don't, why, why don't you just clear the ball? What was he doing? Just get rid of yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's again, it, goalkeepers think that they're always going to get every call. I guess maybe you know. I we saw twice now that the, the call didn't go against the uh, didn't go for the goalkeeper. That both that one and then the one you were just talking about earlier, the Benton core. Uh, play which was well, absolutely honestly, a, a right call anyway. I was but. I was gonna say yeah that was definitely the right call when they yeah, were the looking at it. I was like I was like goalkeeper Benzikor didn't him. even didn't even move. Benzikor just no. literally jumped straight in the air and put his head on the ball. So I'm like no right. but uh back to the original question here is I don't I don't trust us to, to get a clean sheet. So I'm gonna go um 
one, two, so two, one Spurs uh, in Marseille. And then against Bournemouth, I don't know, man. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to go with a wish casting here and let's go with Wait, like, was that. So was the one, two for the Bournemouth match? Cause that one's first. Oh, sorry. The Bournemouth match. Oh, I'm sorry. Bournemouth. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we could turn that one around and I'm going to go three, one Spurs on that one. So one, three, we're going in the proper order here. I'm just going to go with American uh, style lexicon on that though. And always put the bigger number first rather than the home and away. Thing. <laughs> Fair enough. But, this yes. is an American <laughs> podcast. You can get away. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with three, one against Bournemouth and then two, one against Marseille. I am probably going to record again between now and Marseille. So I'm going to hold mine until I see how we play this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I do not feel comfortable. I do not feel comfortable. I reserve the right to change that too. So 100%, 100%. Fair enough. Um, <sighs> Spurs, come on. Give us something to smile about, please. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Exactly. Come on, you Spurs. What did they it's been, say? It's been what too did long. They literally say, I can't smile without you. Like, give me a reason, please. Give yeah, me Yeah, well, right now, right now, I can't <laughs> smile because of you. So, yeah. We might need to change the lyrics soon if we don't get a better performance right. on Saturday. All right. Well, we go again. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, come on, Spurs. Spurs.